Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. Who do we have as a guest today? We have Christine, who I met in Mount Shasta on a retreat on our land. And we've kept up in touch with her through the Gratitude Blooming card practice. And it's so exciting to have her join us to share her experience. It's pretty cool to have a PhD student on the show who, you know, is looking at the issue of reciprocity. And I'm also excited that we have a new segment on the show where we have two albums that are representing almost half of the card deck. And we'll now be including that at the end as just like a nice calming practice for you to embody the vibration, like the literal sound of the cards. So enjoy this new piece. I just love how this podcast and this space that we're holding with Gratitude Blooming is such a place for synchronicity to arise. And Christine, we have quoted you uh, several times throughout our podcast for the stories that you've shared with us. And how amazing that a couple of years ago, you were at our retreat center in Mount Shasta, California, and then followed Gratitude Blooming's trail of wisdom with nature. And just so curious, how did Gratitude Blooming show up in your life? And how is it alive in you right now for our listeners who are so curious to find out how we're, you know, how all the threads are connected? Yeah, no, thank you, Belinda. Um, I, I think this has been mentioned multiple times in the podcast before, but I think it's just constant emergence throughout the, the past, you know, few years since I was able to meet you up at Hestia and receive the cards. I've been, you know, using the cards the past, I want to say two years now, um, off and on, uh, sharing uh, them with other folks who, you know, just may not have, like, you know, been in a practice of gratitude. And I myself, I'm still learning what that looks like. And I just appreciate that the cards have been there to help sort of guide that process and learning, you know, how to stop, reflect and like, really, I don't know, even just the stillness, like sitting still and like, being able to find that time to, to reflect and pause on some of the virtues that have popped up on on the cards, and then also bringing in the nature of each each card. I, w- I would say most recently, I um, actually just like a couple of days ago, I um, pulled from the deck and the community card, I think it's card number, I forget which card number it is, eight, maybe the bleeding heart. And that came up for me. And it's just been, like you mentioned, these synchronicities where I had been thinking like, okay, where is my path going? I'm currently a PhD student in education and I'm just about to finish writing my dissertation proposal. And so there's a lot of like sort of anxiety around how that, that process is going and the unknown of what, you know, will happen next. And um, I've been thinking about like the community that has supported me through this process and uh, just by happenstance, an old friend of mine called yesterday, and this is like my my old roommate from college. We talked on the phone for like an hour, and we hadn't like spoken for like years. So I just I feel like whenever these cards come up or happen, there's always something that 
I don't know, the universe or life or whatever, just it, it aligns and just sends messages. And so I, I feel like, yeah, on the surface, that's the sort of where uh, Gratitude Blooming has, has uh, been with me these past few years. And you were getting your PhD or were you getting your master's degree originally when you first reached out to us? Yeah, I was in the very beginning stages of my PhD. I want to say maybe year two. Um, yeah. Wow. And and what is your dissertation topic, if I can ask? Yeah, well, it's changed. So when I, I think the first time I wrote um, the both of you, I was in this transition of, you know, trying to figure out topics. And before graduate school, I was working in the resettlement sector as a program coordinator and like a teacher. Um, so I was working with uh, newcomers and, you know, refugees primarily. And my work had, uh, like in the beginning stages of grad school, focused on um, in immigration education. And then I, after the pandemic and going through the sort of twists and turns of grad school in that specific time period, I just stumbled upon other things and I found myself really wanting to understand and I, I feel the podcast has touched on this, like, how are we going to move forward, you know, together as people? And my, specifically, <laughs> my dissertation is what I hope to propose is this idea of what does reciprocity look like in how it primarily uh, about program evaluators, you know, how that emerges in their practice. So reciprocity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the concept of reciprocity. So what does that look like when, you know, you're working together with the community or different people within a program as you're trying to understand and evaluate the program? So, yeah. And how do you define reciprocity yourself? This is such an interesting thread. You know, I would not think of reciprocity and program evaluation in education as connected things. So it's it's very unique the way that you're building a frame around it. So yeah, curious, what is your sense of it as you're uncovering it through this process? Yeah, I, oh my goodness, I have, I don't, I don't know where to start. Um. <laughs> I have a whole dissertation on this. Yeah, <laughs> ask me in a year. No, I'm just <laughs> but yeah, I think it, it, it was definitely something that emerged in the pandemic when in our graduate program, you know, we had to connect, everybody had to connect online, right? And so many of us found that, you know, a lot of our working spaces were in person and uh, trying to find community was like very difficult. And hmm, I'm wondering with other um, of my graduate student colleagues, the three of us identify as like Filipino American and we were finding that in that process of going through graduate school that we just had so many more common threads in our experiences and there's this uh, concept in Filipino culture called um, well there's two two different concepts there's one called uh, Kapwa that uh, talks about like community and that there's like the shared sense of self and there's there's this other like shared sense of inner self. So 
like you're still looking at yourself as an individual, but still connected to like the collective. Um, and then there's this other concept called utang na loob, which um, previously means like debt of gratitude. And, you know, with that framing, it's like, is it a debt or is it what? And so my colleagues and I, we were really curious to see what that looked like in, in our practice as, you know, we identified as Filipina American and whether those, you know, concepts, if they, if they drive like what we do in education as researchers and, and evaluators, or in my case, like a, you know, program evaluation scholar. And so, you know, we, we came to redefine that of gratitude more like, uh, oh my goodness, what do we call it? More like um, a gift rather than it being a, a debt, because that's also connected to, you know, these ideas of, um, of you know, like uh, settler colonialism and um, being in debt to somebody rather than it being like a shared sense of, you know, a shared sense of self. But even that, it, it's not like even even. There's like this other deeper meaning where you know that connects also to to the community. And so I um I I'm still unpacking all of that. <laughs> and my my colleagues and I we we did have a chance to ask other some of our colleagues uh through a survey, like anonymous survey, like what they thought. And we're, we're still working around like building that and finding out what that actually means. And so it, I guess like in my work, that's where I'm kind of at. And I'm curious to know concept comes up in other, you know, just in, in different people's practice, not just in like those who identify as Filipino American, but how, how does that actually look across like you know, different practitioners and how they, you know, identify or whether they're driven by like specific practices and theories. So. I love your focus on reciprocity and that link between community and gratitude. You know, I'm obsessed with kind of new forms of currency and how do we share like what is that collective economy and culture and i had the opportunity recently to talk with this guy will rudda former peace corps member physicist who's working in kenya and he created a local script or currency that now sixty-four thousand kenyans are using and you know one of the things that he talked about is at the beginning of any economy is a promise or a commitment. And so what do we, how do we represent that promise or commitment? And so one form of representation is like money or currency, but he also says, you know, it can be a voucher, you know, an airline mile point is a form of, you know, currency, Starbucks loyalty rewards, right? Like we have these different ways that we can represent our promise or commitment and in an exchange. And I feel like that's what you're really kind of unpacking is what is that promise and commitment that we have to each other? And really reciprocity is when there's an exchange, right? There's a flow, there's a movement. You know, we have another, uh, one of my friends and he's been on our podcast, Taj James, and he talks about currency, like 
there's clouds which hold capital then there's rain that sort of drops down and then there's rivers that move capital and then there's communities that live around the lakes um and so you know capital works when there's flow but when we put dams and things in there it stops the reciprocity it stops the community it stops the relationship and so yeah i'm excited to sort of see where you go with this thank you omar i um i i know it's such an interesting thing too because it's like we talk about currency in the world capitalism right like we live in this capitalistic society yet one of the things that we are starting to find at least with the filipino americans is that when we define utang naloob it's not just transactional right it's more than that it's it's an exchange but it's like deeper it's like tied to the spirit and the heart and and that idea of community and so I think that's where I've been trying to like unpack that piece because it's like we do live in a capitalistic society, yet we're finding that certain things aren't sustainable anymore. And so why aren't they sustainable? And why, you know, it, yeah. So those are just some questions to ask um, because maybe there's different ways of how we could define what exchange looks like, you know, so. Mm. I love that it goes back to the community card that you talked about from the beginning. It's threading itself through. Like, how do you give and receive in ways that are, that feel life giving? That's, that's kind of how I like to look at reciprocity is like, how, how, what is that feeling where there's no depletion on either any of the sides? And that's a lot of what, um, Omar, Arlene and I are thinking about is, you know, as a team, how do we work together? And then as an organization that's holding space for, for a larger dialogue and community and conversation, um, what, how is that flow? What is the energy of that? How do we make that coherent? And so I'm curious, you know, as we kind of go into the practice of gratitude blooming in this moment, is there a question or an intention that is most alive in you for this season of your life? And it can be something really connected to what you talked about with your research or something more personal in terms of where you're at, even in this transitional place of, you know, at some point you will complete your dissertation and you will, you know, take the next step to decide what is the, you know, the, how is this work going to live in the world, in you? So in this moment, in your heart, what is the question or the intention that you would like to receive uh, insight around? My heart is telling me that it has to do something more with the heart. Um, <laughs> I, I think um, being so embedded right now in, in this process um, is that can oftentimes be grueling is I suppose, how can we continue to open our hearts when things get really difficult? I think, it, yeah, it's just my heart is just telling me put more heart into things, I, I suppose. Um, especially when, you know, we're looking at a, a new world. And I, I, sorry, I just wanted to comment on what you mentioned, Omar, about this commitment to like new economies and new 
shared ways of doing things. I think that's amazing what um what is it Tash you mentioned is uh yeah, creating and can you, like that's amazing. And I just wonder as we do create these like new communities, like where is where where will the heart always lie to those commitments? What I hear you saying is really how do we keep the humanity front and center in everything that we're doing. And, you know, just as you were talking, I've recently come across, it's called the T-I-M-N model of like social kind of structures, right? And the T is tribes, I is sort of institutional. You think about nation states or, you know, hierarchical you know, churches or something like that. M is now kind of more market-based or platforms like PayPal or Facebook or, you know, how we're engaging through these algorithms, really. And the sort of emerging model is around networks. And networks are much more uh, interrelated. And in some ways, there's a lot of elements of tribal, right? Like it was just sort of much more relational uh, kind of elements, which worked at certain scale of geography, um, but was hard to grow. But now with technology, maybe there are ways to reconnect at a global scale, but in a still more intimate way. And and so it's been interesting to sort of look at the evolution of, or, of societies, right, from tribal to institutional to market to now networked. And then how do we, how does reciprocity evolve? you know, in those, in those ways. And what is the new reciprocity that is possible if we're reorganized in a way that centers humanity, that centers, you know, humanity in a way that also recognizes ecology and, you know, like something that all of these things are interconnected and we can't separate, you know, one from the other. So with that... I'm going to share my screen and we're going to just express that intention that you held. Just, you know, how do I stay heart open, especially when things, you know, are maybe challenging in, in, in your life or in all your relations? So, Christine, we have uh, six rows and seven columns so if there's a particular number that comes, oh, seven rows, six columns. There we go. Yeah. Um, Omar, you're usually the one that does this one. So the numbers. Uh, yeah. Tell us, uh, I'll keep, I'll move this cursor down. You could tell me when to stop or just give me some numbers. See what randomness synchronicity has to tell us. Ooh, I'm coming up with a fourth row and the fourth Maybe. Hmm. Number 10, alien triquetrum, self-care. What can you do today and every day to nurture love for yourself? So as you start, first just really focus on the art and just describe what you see without, you know, even interpreting it relative to your intention. I never get this card. This is probably, I think, the first time I've gotten this card in all of the, when I pick randomly and in the whole time I've been working with the deck. And that said, I've never had a chance to really look at the art on it. And um, it's just so interesting. It's like um, 
I, I have no idea what an alien trichotrum kind of flower is. And it just looks so bare right now, a little bare and like in need of love. There's like four flowers just kind of hanging down and yeah, just maybe need to take a step back. Ten. When I think of number 10, I, I don't know, I always think of like a new set. And so starting over and um, moving into like a new number sequence, I suppose. And so, yeah, I guess it also resonates with me because I, I think I do need a little something <laughs> on my end. <laughs> Yes. Now, as you look at the theme of self-care and your intention of like, how do you bring more heart into what you're doing? What comes up for you? Yeah, I recently was talking to some colleagues in, um, we have these writing groups that we uh, spend time in holding ourselves accountable um, online. And they've kind of continued uh, from the pandemic until, until now to you know, these are like a group of friends where we like hold each other accountable to to getting through our program. And I was just sharing with them earlier today how I've been trying to, with time, you know, if if I'm able to have the free time to um, focus on the things that I used to love doing. So I started to pick up tennis again, which I used to do um back in high school and so I'm excited because I'll, I'll be meeting with some folks today to later today to <laughs> play some tennis so I think that's one of the things is also just the things that I really love and that bring joy so. I super appreciate the connection to reciprocity here um, as I look at this for myself too because it's like how much you can give really depends on how much you nurture yourself. I feel, you know, working on land, there's a constant potential to overextend phys very physical work, but also just uh, seeing everything like a project that needs to happen. And, and I, and, you know, I used to be a classroom teacher as well. So I, I remember the job in education was, you always would lose yourself in the mission and realize like, after a really hard week, that's like, oh my gosh, I have zero left in the tank, like none. And even like going to yoga was like energy, you know, driving to through traffic to get to this class on time, you know, and, and so it's just an interesting concept is like how much we can authentically give in a way that doesn't like hurt us it really depends on this self-care question. And I love your reminder of joy i think we totally underestimate the importance of things that don't even if they're important you don't have to be serious about everything right like joy really you know is part of being human right like and and this is you know also the sort of biology is like the brain already has the bias for the negative holding on to pain and difficulty and so hum part of humanity is like, how do we disrupt ourselves uh, and allow joy to really be part of the medicine, right? like part of the reciprocity? I think one of the things that part of self-care too is taking the time to just even reflect, not just do something for yourself, but also reflect on the things that 
like a theme that's been coming up for me recently is like, you know, what can, and I think this came from one of your podcasts just recently, um, but per, perhaps with Susie, like what are the things that you could let go of and can you make peace with some of the choices that you've made because of, you know, making a choice of <laughs> getting into that situation or whatever before? How can you, you know, let go of the things that no longer serve you and, you know, one of the other themes in the last podcast I remember is like, how can that also, I don't know, reharmonize the life that you're living? And I, I think of that as self-care being part of that process. I just looked up the etymology of reciprocal and it re is back and then pro is forward. And so it's just reciprocal is back forward. And I think about you know, time, right? Like, how do we acknowledge everything that has happened before us and also everything that is yet to happen? And then I feel like humanity is like, how do we bridge the past and the future, right? Like, how do we hold that sort of space for now? And and part of that is self-care, right? And part of self-care is community. Um, and, and that you realize that you know, and this is again why we love gratitude is that it gratitude is this bridge between self-care and caring for others, right? Like we can do a better job of caring for others when we take care of ourselves, you know, and when we are in community with other people, we are better taken care of. And, you know, and I think that it breaks that like us versus them, that separation, right? So the word reciprocal is like, hey, it's back and forward. It's not one or the other, right? You got to be able to hold one in the left hand and the other in the right hand and, and recognize they're all part of the same body. So with that, um, Christine, I'm going to invite you to, I'm going to go to the bottom and I'm going to move my cursor up and I invite you to pick a card for our community. Everyone that's watching and listening, what is the card that they most need right now for their own well-being? Maybe stop. Okay, and then is there a particular card in this row? I was looking at the one just right above to the right of the curtain. Like here? Yeah, that one. Hmm. Card number 31, gardenia, representing gentleness. Being kind to yourself and others can be a way to show gratitude. What would it look like to live with more gentleness? I don't think... The world is gentle enough. You know, I don't, I feel like, like being kind is something that folks take for granted. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I feel like this is my opinion. Um, that if we are able to just have a little bit more kindness in the world, I just wonder what, you know, that would do for our community and humanity. It always puts me, my heart at ease seeing this card. Because it does feel very gentle, the way that uh, the petals spiral, you know, from the inside out. So that to me is like also a reminder of like, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself first, and then it'll ripple out. And the way that Arlene writes this word in cursive just feels really gentle. Like, she, you know, the way that she writes every single one has a subtly different energy and so I, I'm just appreciating the the way it's making me feel just looking at it. 
it's like it's like like the petals are looking at us straight on almost and we can see it from kind of a slightly bird's eye view it feels like so soothing yeah, I was in a meeting yesterday with a group that attended our empathy and democracy event and they wanted to learn a little bit more about our work and and our podcast because they are um they focus on equity and justice in, in Long Beach and I we pulled uh this card and you know and I think for me, I was really reflecting on what we see depends on where we stand. So the, the perspective of this picture is like the bird's eye view. And, you know, if you're a worm, you know, you're seeing something very different, right? You're seeing the stalk and the leaves, which are really hidden from this angle. And I think gentleness is just the reminder that, you know, we all hold different points of view and so and none of us can have a complete picture and so really how do we create room to listen to each other better uh, and and see the world in a more holistic way uh, and so yeah and I, I think just with this conversation around reciprocity and community is you know the gentleness required to realize that everything's an exchange and like, how do we make room for each other? That's so beautiful, Omar. And should we share the song for gentleness for people that are less visual and more auditory? I, I love that we now have our second album and um, we're halfway through having a song for each card. Yeah, we have two albums now, Garden of Healing and The Garden of Joy. And we were debating whether or not we wanted to play community from the second album, which is the garden of joy or uh, um, gentleness, which is on the first album. And we're going to be having our third album dropping this fall in September. And so, yeah, we're only we're two albums away. Uh, so I think we're going to go with gentleness and this is going to be a new segment on the podcast where we're going to invite um the cards to pick a song for us to listen to. And, you know, maybe Belinda will share a few grounding words um, before or after we play the song, which one do you want to do? Um, let me set it up uh, before we listen. Um, just invite you to bring your presence to the essence and the feeling of gentleness and just planting your feet on the ground if you can. Just letting yourself be rooted in this present moment. And taking a couple of breaths to just arrive and be available to the song and medicine of gentleness through this music.
May you receive gentleness for yourself and with others this week. Backwards and forwards, up and down, all around. (laughs) Thank you, Christine, so much for joining us. Thank you for our listeners. We appreciate you. You can listen to all of our music on our website, gratitudeblooming.com, or wherever you listen to music. Cheers. Cheers.